Ladies and gentlemen, how we doing out there, ACE community? My name is Joe Colossi, and I am the principal of ACE Charter. With me is the assistant principal of ACE Charter, John Middleton. How are you, sir? I'm good, Joe. Morning. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, hanging in there, trying to make sense of the world around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, buddy. It's a, it's a difficult time, right? You know, we've, our, our community, our, our nation and our globe is, is going through a lot right now. Yeah, it is. Changing week to week, day to day sometimes. Um, and so we'll, we'll make an attempt here to address some of the stuff that we got going on currently. Yeah. I've, I've, I get emails pretty much every day from parents asking uh, what are the plans and, and we owe it to them. So what is our plan for returning to campus? Are we even going to have school? <laughs> I mean, is that ever the question first of all, before we go forward, when people say, gosh, your school's going to reopen. Of course they're going to open. Everybody is going to have some version of school. Right. So a lot of times when the president is saying, open schools up, open schools up, I think he means just make sure you have day one, regardless if it's virtual or in an open session. And, and I like that. He's correct you, in that regard. You know, Joe, when I heard him say that, I thought exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? Right. Yeah, it's it's organically the very first logical interpretation I have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we, we do actually have a plan, and it does involve school. It does involve on-campus school. It involves virtual school, and it involves a home academy for all students who need to just stay home through the entire year. So let's get into it. Yeah, man. Let's All get right. into it. So when I, when I first sat down to think about our plan, I went at it not with the lens of what would we do this year or really what COVID meant. Instead, I wanted to see if we could develop a plan that might build into the future as well. Something to continue to reinvent what it is that we do. Let's use this as an opportunity to experiment with something completely different. I'm very proud of what we've accomplished as a school. And I want to make sure that we honor what we did last year. However, I firmly believe that in order to progress and as an organization, you have to experiment with what you do continually. You've got to evolve. So we should look at what we do, what we did, and see what other things might work better for our students. That is the point, right? What will work best for our students? So from that point forward, let's craft a model that is safe, fair for all students, but also a model that potentially stays around post-COVID. 
After all, a crisis is an opportunity too good to waste, as the great Daniel Bauer would say. You've got to be willing to take risks. Talking about it and doing it are two completely different things. I'm willing to take that risk. I want to experiment. I want to strive to continually evolve as an educator so that I can better the educational experiences for all of our students. Well said, John. Um, and, and on that, I mean, traditionally, we've had a six period day spanned across the calendar year. Uh, a year of history, math, English, science, PE, and then our pathway um, uh, CTE courses, right? All the students take six classes a day. That would also mean um, the potential for six homework assignments at night. Most definitely six different things that a student needs to worry about each day, periods with 60 minutes long, so on and so forth. Uh, the model allows for students to take all the classes that they need, potentially even some college classes or CEC courses too. Everyone walks away with a sound academic schedule, right? That's what we had in place prior to. Mm -hmm. Let's think about it like this. What if we altered the number of classes that students take? And what if we changed the amount of time for each class? What would that do for student learning? How would it impact not only what students do and take, but how would it affect ACEs why? So with that, we are about to introduce to each of you ACEs four by four block model. The what you say, this school year is now going to be divided into four semester blocks around a four by four 90 minute period for four days a week with one additional day that will be devoted to student social emotional learning, teacher student office hours for student check-ins, formative assessment, and teacher collaboration. What does this mean for a student's schedule? Well, it means that students will now only have three classes, one half of a calendar year, and three classes the second half of a calendar year with one universal, their career pathway, CTE. So we've gone from having six classes a semester to three and three. Sounds pretty cool, right? Students will be grouped into a humanities or science block for either the fall 2020 or spring 2021 and then switch. These courses will write a curriculum that is driven by the students' interests in their pathway courses. So think about it. You've got your freshman construction class, Joe, and then you've got lunch, and then you go into your science class, and then you go into your math class. That is your schedule for the first half of the year. I like it. Uh, it's really cool when you think about it. Like, mm. Think about how that could drive project-based learning. Let's say you're working on a, like a solar panel project in Mr. G's class. Working on 
building and designing solar panels and then you roll right in to let's say your history class and your English class for that afternoon session. You're working on topics like the, the pros and cons of solar. What are the ethical dilemmas inherent in solar versus I don't know, coal? How can we, in a, in a post-COVID world, how can we build a better future for our kids around using solar technology? That might be a question that drives students for an entire semester. That is what they are going to do for 18 weeks. Not let's, let's do the, like the buffet of six different things that are not at all related to the other. Let's really focus in on an impactful learning experience built around our pathway. It's funny. It's, it's as if we socially distanced education. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of that now. It's you know, kind of bizarre, been, I've been, right? I've been trying to avoid math my entire life. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so now, you know, we can we can we can break this apart, yeah, and start to dissect it and make some sense in it, uh, sense of it to clarify for everybody out there. Um, but I think it's important in in doing so in that process, like we usually do. It, it's to start with our why, right? What is our why for this year? What is our purpose behind what's driving our decisions? Um, and so, you know, John and I, we look to science, we look to data, we've um, sought professional assistance, pulled the community, um, and this is how we make these informed decisions. You know, we keep safety at the forefront of what we're doing, um, and we're going to start out virtually because we're all mandated to, right? So nobody else is doing anything different. At least in Ventura County, we are all making the same decision as the governor has um, mandated this. Um, prior to this and moving forward, now that we have a starting point, we will look at um, a four-stage process, right? Um, so stage one is virtual learning four days a week of the following um, from the bell schedule and Wednesday being <clears throat> all day student check-ins, the four by four model of periods, which will be important for everyone to know because regardless to the model and the stage that we're in, we'll be using this breakdown of classes. Um, Wednesdays are virtual learning for student progress checks, no matter the stage for it as well. So two givens, uh, regardless to what ends up happening, the four by four model with the 90 minute periods. And then um, Wednesdays are virtual learning, regardless to what's going on. Uh, three periods instead of six at once makes it easier for students, regardless if we're virtual learning or staggered, we automatically have 50% of the amount of educational focus just by giving only three classes instead of six. Um, and so that really, I think, is, is the, the genius behind um, the four by four model here. 90 minutes of instructions allows for adequate time to take um, project-based learning seriously, um, which will have to be redefined in this environment, right, in a virtual environment. Um, student semesters are shorter because students accumulate that seat time then quicker with 90 minute periods. Uh, and therefore, we'll still accumulate six periods worth of 
classes worth of credits per year. So even though we're only taking less at once, the shortened semester um, allows students to still accumulate the exact same amount of credits. So that is awesome there, John, definitely. Let's hear stage two, which is when things get a little better and Ventura County comes off the watch list for 14 days and we're allowed to go back. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity for stage two because it's, it's something that we haven't had well, since March. Mm -hmm. and, and I do honestly, and I, and I want all of the parents to hear this because um, I know every district is, is doing something differently before, before I get into stage two. We're ready for stage two, Joe, when it is safe for us to have stage two. So the, the idea that ACE is not going to have on-campus school for a semester or whatever, for a month, for two months, when we are allowed to have it, we will have it and we will be ready. So let me tell you about it. Stage two is a staggered five days on campus and then five days off campus for virtual learning. So it's not that we're going to have five days of school and then everybody's going to have spring break and then five days of school and then everybody's going to have the next break and so on and so on. It's five days on campus and then five days off campus. Students in two grades will report to school Monday through Friday and then the following week they will have virtual learning. The other two grades will be on the opposite days. The bell schedule is the same, the same breakdown of semesters. This is where we will start the year when we can. Yeah, but I we, mean, right. go ahead, John. I mean, start, start the year definitely 2021 would be like, yeah. oh man, it'd be so nice. I, I'm, I'm hoping, I, I really am. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to do it. I, I mean, the old American government teacher in me would love to do it prior to November, but we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, it 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 is. It's a, it's a a goal for the country. It's a goal for everybody, right? So, if we could figure out how to get to stage three, which is even nicer, yeah. um, stage three just staggers the students to be on campus weekly where students are in school for two days on and then one day off and then two days on and then you're at Saturday, Sunday, right? And so you could think of it more clearly like this. Two grades worth of students would be at ACE on campus Monday and Thursday. The other two grades would be on campus Tuesday and Friday. And then um, Wednesday would be virtual learning as it always was. So students are coming to school each week um, you know, and so it kind of combines, you know, stage two into stage three and, and, you know, we're, we're really trying to, to get them there as much as possible. Um, so we can really transition back to all day, every day. Um, and so this lends the question of how is Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday better than five on five off? Um, well, it means you know that we can see those students more. It means we can open labs in the afternoons. It means we can hold clubs. It means we can make as much of an effort to go back to normal as we can possibly do 
all the while social distancing and keeping everybody safe. So stage three would be a lot of fun. Stage yeah. three is cool. Yeah. It's, it's really important for, for parents to understand the, the beauty behind a really stage three and stage two are hybrid models, right? And the, and the driver behind those hybrid models is, is twofold. We, 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 we're discussing the academic piece, but let's also discuss the science for a second, Joe. The science are, are cohorts, right? So if you have five on, five off, you've created a cohort that is on campus for five days, but then you've also created a cohort that is off campus for five days. So if, in, in, and, and I sure hope that this does not happen, but if one of our students was to test positive, that cohort that that student is in, or a group of our kids, uh, that cohort will have been off campus for a longer period of time than if it's day on, day off, day on, day off. And the, and the, right now, if, if we're going to think about this as in a, in a way to get to normal as quickly as possible, the, the science really says that we have to create small cohorts, right? We have to socially distance. So stage three and two allow us to socially distance while at the same time really opening up some cool opportunities for, for our academics at ACE to grow even more. Yeah, I, I think the, the five on five off scientifically is such a smart way and in, in with all safety precautions um, adhered to, you know, it allows us to open, it allows us to close, it allows us to transition, it allows us to keep kids safe, it allows us to, to concentrate focused areas when outbreaks do occur. Um, it's, it's a really smart means of continuing. I like stage two, um, and I'm hopeful for, for stage three, and I'd love stage four. <laughs> yeah. me, me too, right? So stage four, and, and I do see it, Joe, it's there, but we're not there yet. Yeah, nowhere near. Right? Stage four is a full return, and we're engaged in life and learning and not fearing for our lives. This will happen when, well, Joe, this is just not going to happen until COVID is gone from our lives. Yeah. I know that's hard to hear, especially for those families that depend on childcare that school provides. I, I know you deal with that, Joe. You've got two kids at home, right? So much fun. However, one life lost is one life too many. To reopen a full campus prior to that would be, for me as a leader, to say that one of my teacher's lives, one of my students' lives is less important than something else. That's the wrong comparison to make. The moral compass that I was raised with won't allow me to ever do that. I just won't. Not for my students, not for my teachers, not for our families, and not for my family. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree completely. Um, you know, stage four is a dream come true when we all go back to what it was prior to um, and we're focused on the day-to-day -day concerns, which I can't even remember what they were, but I remember at the time they were amazingly stressful and, and 
and time consuming. So I'm looking forward to figuring that out again. Yeah. Um, until then though, let's, let's talk a little bit about logistics here. Uh, how do we go from stage to stage? Well, we're going to follow what the state guidelines are first and foremost, which require all schools to conduct virtual learning until the County of Ventura is off of the watch list for 14 days. Um, if this happens, uh, by mo moving to our stage two, right, our second phase there, we have co uh, two cohorts of students come onto the campus for that week, and then they have virtual learning for five days um, the following week. So that's going to kind of dictate that initial move, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, as, you know, as I said just a bit ago, when, when you have a five-on-five-off, uh, because if we do have an outbreak, the, the, the county's going to want cohorts the state's going to want cohorts and, and so again when we when you have that through this five on five off we'll have students either out for five days already um so as signs progress and proper steps are taken we'll then have students back on campus and we can generate a sol solid data um to help bring us back onto campus the other thing about a cohort model is if you've got a cohort that tests positive the other model, the other cohort is hasn't tested positive. That doesn't mean that their school's closed for them. They will still be on campus learning. Um, so from there, when when you create this model um, and then you build it in, you've got 14 days to to get kids checked and back on campus. Yeah, it's and I mean that's that's not you and I coming up with random numbers, right? This is this is what we're being guided and and told works and and what we should do. So, um, you know, I I think that we have a pretty good stage one to stage two chance coming up here and at some point in time. Um, but let's get into the more day to day. You know, how how can ACE monitor students daily, right? All students are required to wear masks. So that, that's, that's a, a non-negotiable. All people on campus are required to wear them. We can, are I, not, can I interrupt you for just one second, Joe? Yeah. All students and staff, all visitors, every person on the ACE campus is required to wear a mask. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, you and I are not doctors, John, um, but we can use technology to our advantage here and, and kind of play our part. And so we will be monitoring body temperatures of students coming into the building via those infrared cameras. Um, we'll also have our temperature gauges in the event of a spike in a student is noted um, upon scanning when students all come in through the main entrance. If a student shows signs of heightened temperature, a call would be made for them to be picked up. We will issue resources to that family to assist in getting that student healthy and back to school. Um, we'll also have to monitor that specific situation and disseminate that information appropriately, which is how this is supposed to be dealt with on a national level. We will issue resources as often as we possibly can, right? So I, I want this message to come out as like a ACE is assisting, not ACE is identifying and then eliminating or isolating and getting rid of, right? Um, 
We're going to go so far as to even paint our floors, areas of designation for students to walk in lab environments, right? Because our stage process will have students on campus actively learning. And so you almost look at your classes if you're in a staggered environment as like you're there for lab. You can do all the learning in a virtual environment, but then you're there for lab. And so we'll also make every effort to even direct the flow of traffic around the campus in one circular clockwise direction. Um, we'll have all doors open in all halls all day and we'll hold as much instruction outside as we possibly can. All CTE will revolve around assisting in this process, which really gives us a huge advantage in keeping everybody so much more safer than if we didn't have a school full of students that were capable of building and designing and solving problems in this world today. So, you know, we got a lot going for us with regards to our day-to-day, -day, um, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, I can speak for, with, with just a tone of utmost confidence that a plan we will put in place um, on the day-to-day -day will be what is necessary to keep us all safe in there, that's for sure. Yeah, and one of our greatest strengths as a school for the last 10 years has been our size. Yeah. It is going to resound through this process as well. We're not trying to socially distance and gauge a school for 3,500 kids. Um, we're, we're trying to do it for, for a cohort of 270 that's going to be divided in half. Yeah, and that, that even means, you know, my biggest concern that I always spoke about prior to um, really the month of July, John, if I could be honest with you, I feel like it consumed me up until like the July 4th week, and then it's taken such a different turn. Um, transportation, we could even transport kids to and from in a very safe way with the low numbers of only needing half of the school on campus per day. So, um, you know, everything down to while students are eating, you know, we, 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 can, we can definitely do this. And so, you know, I, I just wanna reiterate, because we're a CTE school, all of our students can assist in creating what the new campus will look like, including those outside areas. Yeah, Mr. McGuire and I used to always argue about um, if we should call project-based learning problem-based learning or not. Yeah. And I, I mean, just listening to you, what is more problem-based for our kids than designing a campus that is safe yeah. for them, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. They are literally going to, it's like that old, uh, what, what's that baseball movie? Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Well, we are, it is here, so we are building it. Yeah, that is true, dude. That That is like exactly what's going to happen. And, and I will ask maybe a, 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 my first request out of the, the millions I, I make throughout the course of the year to students to build and design things. Maybe somebody can design McGuire a yurt, the return mm. of the yurt. Actually, I think it was supposed to be a geodesic dome. Yeah, no, it's a yurt. But it was more and of a yurt. It is a yurt. And, and when you think about it, like airflow, yurts. Oh, right. Uh, oh, you're through. Mm. Mm -hmm. He knew he was on to something way back when. Gosh, yeah. he's such a smart individual. Yes. McGuire. I, 
and you can move a yurt very quickly as well, right? So as <laughs> is like the temperatures change, I'm telling you, I'm I'm gonna like quit tomorrow and get into the yurt business. With yes, serious. Uh, outside classrooms is a really cool idea, um, I, I, especially in Southern California. I mean, imagine if we lived in like Boston or something like that. Um, yeah. But I, you know, as a New Yorker, Joe, I, I read an interesting article a couple weeks ago that during the the Spanish flu of 1918, kids in New York were outside. What was that like? So um, I was definitely not there. In 1918, however, from what I'm understanding, um, I did see the comic um, drawn the other day of the kids sitting. Well, actually, it, was, it looked like a comic to me, right? Because it was hand drawn. That was really the the visual um, depiction that they had available. There was a um, image of students sitting outside with it looked like the Brooklyn Bridge, or they were they were towards the harbor, and you could see the the um, East River and, and the Hudson kind of meet down there and, and they were they were teaching outside classrooms. You know, kids had masks on, people had masks on and, and that is gnarly that that's all we still have. But nonetheless, they were doing it 100 years ago. So here we are again, right? right. History, history repeats. History um, repeats. History repeats, my friend. So let me ask you this, because we got into this one in the spring a little bit, and I stand by what we did, and I think it was one of the more academic in, in um, I, I don't know, it's, it's one of my more prouder moments of, of being at ACE, because we didn't let a grade subside. We didn't do pass and fail, and, you know, it really required the staff and, and you and I to go I would say like the next level, right? But it was, so, I feel like it was so much further than that um, to get everybody involved and to remind everybody that, you know, after graduation day, especially for the seniors, you know, life will not be pass and fail. So here we are again, um, faced with virtual learning and staggered environments that will consume basically this entire year, John, right? So mm -hmm. tell me what, what your, your thinking is with regards to grades, will that matter? You know, tell me about your your grade idea here. Yeah, and and I and I really really appreciated what you did in the spring because it challenged me to really reflect as as a school leader on on purpose, right? Because you, you the counter, right? So if grades don't matter in the spring because we're we're in like virtual learning, emergency learning, why are we doing that? Well, we're doing that because well, some arguments might be well, everybody needs. Ever, ever, no one has access to the same thing, right? It's a, it's a, it's an equity issue, right? Um, well, no, really, what the question is is like, what is within a grade, Joe? Yeah, and that's and that's where I I spend a lot of time of of a lot of my internal reflection over the summer has been like, what is within a grade, right? And from that, there there's a there's an ed I'm going to Ed speak for a second. There's a term called equity grading, right? And essentially what equity grading is, is everyone is graded the same way based off what they actually have, what they do. So every kid is going to enter ACE. Every kid's going to sit down in their chair 
And if they log in, if they go to school when we are back on campus, they will earn points for the day. Not, are you an A, or are you a B, or are you a C? Student on X number of questions, did you get 10 points out of 50 on whatever worksheet? You're in school. You earn the same amount of points as everybody else, right? That is 65% of your grade, Joe, okay? So you've automatically passed school, right? The other 45% of your grade is about the quality of your work, what it is that you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that. We're, we're asking for 110%, right? And, and at the end of the day... Again, I've been running from math my entire I love it. life. I it's, totally love it. I want my math so teachers to know that I picked it up so quickly. Oh. Um, oh. Also, I, so, I, I mean, but you bring up a, um, a really interesting, I, I guess, inquisition here when it comes to the current state of education, right? I know that in the spring it was common for everybody to say, listen, you know, just the fact that schools are open is, is more important that we're, we're checking in with kids. That's more important. And I think we have a, a pedagogical outline now that keeps that forever ingrained into, into our weekly, you know, uh, um, calendar, which is so important. And, and, you know, I kind of look back and wonder why we've never done anything like that in the past, but that said, we've learned from this, right. Never let a good pandemic go to waste. And, and so I used to say back when I was teaching in New York City in this small learning community program, you know, we did the same thing, John. We, we valued kids' attendance. And you could come into this program if you showed up every single day. And because we, were, we believed in the educational abilities of the teachers in that program, we said, all they have to do is show up and we'll take it from there. And that's almost what we're saying here. We'll take it from there. You know, we just really need the family assistance here to make sure that students are showing up every single day. Right. And I think you, you have an, an excellent way of looking at it. Um, you're also touching upon something that I want to, I want to kind of ask you with regards to, um, parent questions that I'm predicting they may have because you were talking about this almost like universal um, approach. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the addition of that universal rubric that it seemed like you're, you're getting at here. Cause I like that. And I think that that's something that everybody should know about and everybody should be doing, especially at a time like now, but tell the parents and, and the, the listeners a little more about that, John, if you would yeah, I, you know, the, the, you were talking about problems that we had pre-COVID as a school. Well, this wasn't a problem, but what the staff was was starting to really develop last year, um, thanks to to Mr. Vasquez and Mr. Lang and a, and a few other teachers, Mike Bulmer on our board, is is we were really trying to build this idea of a universal template for student assessment. Okay, so if we're going to grade kids just based off their projects right? The, the expectations should be the same in uh, what we are looking for, okay? Um, because we're really giving kids, we're really focusing on, if we're not grading everything, we're really focusing on student feedback. And uh, every parent can, can appreciate, well, if you're, if you're clear in your expectations to kids, 
you then measure your kids based off, are they achieving your expectations as a parent? Well, that transitions really well into like a learning environment. If I have a set of expectations I'm looking for in my history classroom that are the same in my English classroom or, or my English teacher's classroom, right? And then that transitions over into math, the kids are really able to focus in on not just meeting those expectations, but demonstrating those expectations across different contexts, right? Right. So what does being like, let's just talk about creativity. So I'm assigning points for creativity in work. What does creativity look like in the English classroom? What does it look like in the history classroom? What does it look like in the math classroom, the science classroom, the CTE classroom? The kids are really focusing in on that. And that's the beauty behind a universal rubric, right? We create this set of expectations, but now as an entire school, we're really focusing in on highlighting those transdisciplinary skills that we want our kids to develop that will make them the successful adults that they can become because of this education, which is, again, that's the payoff, right? It's not what they do in my class that matters. It's what they do when they're adults that matters. So if we're really able to focus in on, on building up those skills across contexts, then they can apply it to, to like the industries that haven't even been invented. That's the beauty behind a universal rubric, not six different rubrics with six different expectations for four different years. That is very sensible and it really simplifies it was also something I remember we were supposed to work on for our WASC anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we, we really kind of kill a couple of birds with one stone there. Um, not that we're interested in, in harming animals. We would never harm birds. As two like vegans. Birds. As two vegans. So um, let, let me ask you another one then while we're, while we're on this topic, right? So tell us some more changes or are there any other changes to class offerings, because I know there are, and they're very exciting, and I'm looking forward to your answer, and I know that parents will as well. So what are some changes to course offerings for this fall? So I'm going to get into two, and then I'm going to like really get into one. Uh, CTE. I, I love to talk about how we have had, this last year, we had, within three of our four pathways, a four-year plan. So if you're an engineering student, you can take engineering your freshman year, engineering your sophomore year, engineering your junior year, and engineering your senior year. We've got that in architecture and construction as well. Well, this year we're going to be adding it in computer science. We are going to have the opportunity for every kid to take four years of their pathway or have four years of experience in their pathways that is a game changer for us, Joe. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's our why, right? We are a career technical education school. We believe in electives. We don't even call them electives. Yeah, they're just requirements for graduation. Correct. Yeah. Um, we're also adding in integrated science, and I'm really, really excited about this. Um, years ago, we, we started with integrated math right? Integrated math one, integrated math two, and integrated math three. And I remember the, the politics 
of that, right? And, and so much of that was driven by the fact that when we were in school, it was algebra, pre-algebra. Clearly, I didn't take any of those courses, but we grouped them, right? And you only know geometry if you took geometry or, or calculus, right? Yeah. Um, science is science, right? That's what science is. Integrated science is going to combine biology, chemistry, physics, earth space science all when you're a scientist you are a scientist that is what um our students are going to have the opportunity to take this upcoming year in the sciences it's not going to be any easier but uh, again to to get very shakespearean names matter integrated science is really going to create this opportunity across two years for for kids to really really nerd out on on some cool stuff and then as the old um economics teacher uh i'm really excited because i would constantly hear joe as an economist um kids need to learn basic financial literacy and economics is not financial literacy um clearly i, sh I wouldn't be teaching it if it was um uh, like how do you how do you manage your finances how do you do things like take out a loan um how do you address interest rates how do you invest how do you plan to financially achieve your dreams how do you build your company um this year miss morales and mrs knight are going to be introducing financial literacy to our schools. And, uh, and I'm really excited about that because there, there's also, there's a parent that I, I, I listen to a lot who is brilliant. And she came at me at the, at the end of the year, like, you know, Mr. Middleton, you don't teach financial literacy. Boom. We do now. We do I now. was listening and I was agreeing and look at what we are now offering financial literacy. That's awesome. I mean, I know, um, for sure with regards to the, the integrated science approach, I think it's extremely sensible, um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, there is no order that sciences should be taught in. They don't adhere to any sort of mathematical skill. You don't need biology in ninth grade because it corresponds with math one or with algebra or, or however that goes. Um, and so with the national um, science standards, right, with those coming out anyway, with an assessment down the road, if that stuff does ever come back, which I'm hopeful that it doesn't, but planning that it probably will, unfortunately, um, the, the integrated science model does address that assessment in the first two years that kids are at the school. So I think that that's a, an amazing solution um, you know, capitalizing on, on that issue there. And then the financial math, financial literacy, I think that that's brilliant. You know, had I, um, had a class like that in, in, in high school, um, things would have been so much different for me. Like I, I explained to Miss Morales and, and Miss Knight, you know, I just thought it was a, it was a really warm sweatshirt they were offering at Yankee stadium to get the credit card with 30% APR um, interest rate, uh, annually. So, and the sweatshirt was awesome. And I probably threw the card on the ground and then paid the 30% off for the next 10 years. 
Um, so I wish somebody would have taught us that, you know, and I think that the girls, um, who do have that mathematical mind, um, and, and, and definitely look at this world in a way that if we were, if we knew then what we know now, you know, how many, how much more informed would your decisions be to create a more positive outcome on your day to day? So that's just, these are, these are brilliant additions. I'm super stoked about the four years of computer science as well, because everybody needs more McGuire in their life. So um, that said, um, school still starts on the same day. So that is not different, right? August 11th. Um, and it still ends the same day, which I believe is like the 28th of May, just before um, uh, Memorial Day. I will add um, one of the things that we voted in, in board approved meetings in the fall of last year was to incorporate fire days into our school year. Um, so we do have three fire days. Um, if we don't use them, then that's great. They're tacked on to the end of the school year. But it is important, I guess, for everybody to understand at this point that let it be the case that we are back at school and there is a fire that breaks out and we have to go home and I have to call school, right? We decide, okay, the air quality is bad or there, there's a fire too close or whatever the case may be and we shut down due to a fire. We will tack on that day to the end of the school year um, so we can easily not wait for the Department of Public Health in Ventura County to figure out whether or not it's their job to make decisions. Mm -hmm. We will do it for them, keeping everybody's safety at the forefront of why we do what we do. So that's definitely something I want to throw in there too, John. Yeah. And for ninth grade orientation, of course we're going to have it. We're going to do it a little differently. Um, and we'll send out emails about it soon. We're going to have Zoom calls with small groups of students um, the first week of August. It actually, I think it's going to be nicer. So instead of having 75 new freshmen on campus with their parents on usually the hottest afternoon in Absolutely. August. Jammed we'll, into a room. Yeah. Right. And everybody has to hear all of this important information in an hour and a half. And it's like, it's, it's cognitive overload. We're going to divide it up into small groups. That'll be plenty of time then to also ask questions. Everybody's question will be honored this way as opposed to like, I have to get home. Um, so look for emails on that later on. The teachers are going to join us as well. Um, you'll get to meet them if you're if you are new to our family. Um, and we'll all introduce ourselves and we'll talk about the expectations and goals for this year. Communication is really important. And this podcast is, I think, is an example of that, right? We're going to use that first week to really roll out for our new families, what the year is going to look like. Um, another qu big question is like books and supplies, right? Well, we don't do a lot of books at ACE in the physical. We, we like to do them on our Chromebooks. So Chromebooks, what's the plan there? How are we giving those out? So Chromebooks um, every summer are usually disseminated the week prior to school opening, which is the first week in August. Um, when our Jedi masters come back to work, Miss Nancy and Miss Monica, um, and they come in and um, uh, redistribute, they'll let everybody know when they're available. It's usually like that Monday through Friday, the week before school begins, um, where they're opened up and, and people can come in by grade level. Miss Nancy will start disseminating on our website when those dates are. Um, 
I also want to let everybody know that we have sent the Chromebooks that were returned um, to uh, SCS Education for them to be scrubbed, cleaned, fixed, and then shipped back to ACE by day one. Um, and so whatever everybody was using last year, they'll get back, but it will be in, in a much better shape, much better condition. Um, I do think that it's super important to send this message out now. We had a lot of students with issues with their Chromebooks last year that we found out they had issues after, of course, we were in a, in a COVID environment. Um, if your Chromebooks break, that's why we have the insurance for them. Please communicate, like, like you're saying, John, communication here is gonna be the key between families, students, and the school. Um, because we're looking to, to continue to support, we're looking to continue to innovate, we're looking to continue to redefine what a new norm is with education and safety at the forefront. And so if you break your screen because you dropped it, so what, I broke mine in the, in the spring of last year, in the first week of quarantine. I so, remember that. Oh, it's terrible. And then I almost broke the second one the week later. I remember so, that too. Right, that was bad. I'm still paying that, that, that um, physical penalty. Um, all that being said, though, they break, right? Accidents happen. We, we get different ones. That's what we have insurance for. That's, you know, we can handle these things. It's more important that you have a fully functioning piece of technology in front of you. And so just to, just to take it, a, a quick digression there to make that announcement, please communicate when they break. But Miss Nancy will start to put up on the school's website, um, as well as we'll blast out reminds um, via social media in mass form, letting everybody know when you can come on in. Usually we have like a ninth grade day, 10th grade day, 11th grade day, 12th grade day, et cetera. Um, so we'll, we'll be giving them out in that first week of August. Please uh, know that that won't change. That'll definitely be the same. Yeah, mark your calendars. All right, so what about the campus? Because we are going to go back to campus at some point. Is it safe and clean? Um, no. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but it will be. Uh, actually, it is. It's been dormant for months, except for the regular paths I take to just check on the campus. Um, VCOE has been tending to the um, grounds, so it does look pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that's a, that's a very um, important question to ask. Is it safe and clean? So the real answer is it will be, absolutely. Otherwise, we wouldn't be there. Um, I don't know if staff is going to be on hand on a regular basis. We haven't really ironed out those specifics yet, but we're acting as if they were going to be um, deep cleans on a regular basis. If we have students coming in, then absolutely we will be cleaning the, bu the building daily, um, if not multiple times of that day, uh, to ensure that every environment is safe and that we are playing every part that we're supposed to be playing in stopping the spread or slowing the spread rather. So, um, Campus learning will also be everywhere outside. Um, to give you guys in higher grades, uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th that are familiar with the campus, the line of trees that were over by our old office that's kind of fenced off or was fenced off. Um, that line of trees makes for probably the coolest looking classroom environment I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, we have picnic benches all over the place. This is an all call to the now juniors that are at ACE that I already started to rally up a little bit about 
finishing the amphitheater because that would be one of the coolest places to learn in regardless of COVID or not. So um, again, these areas will be cleaned if people are using them, otherwise they won't be used. So that's kind of a good way to look at it, right? We'll clean it, otherwise you can't use it. Yeah, yeah. Our campus will be clean and safe. I mean, otherwise I'm not going on it. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, you got to look at it. Like I was saying to the staff, you know, I, I, I have the um, compromised immune scenario that would put me at, at some damage here. And so if I don't feel good about it, then I'm not, and, and I don't want to go, I'm not going to make you guys show up. So um, let me ask you this, John, um, because I know you were, you were at the helm last year with these guys and it's always one of the most important aspects of our school's functioning system annually. Yeah. Um, the parent organization, um, will they be meeting in a virtual environment? What will that look like? Can you say anything about the parent organization there? Yeah, we're gonna, we are going to start our parent organization meetings up again virtually. They'll be by Zoom. Um, they'll be starting in August, right? The First, first right? Tuesday? First Tuesday of August, we will, um, what, they start at 6 o'clock. Um, I'll send out a Zoom link to all of the families. I actually, doing them virtually, I think more parents will be able to come. It's it, one of the challenges of our school from the parents into things is, well, we've got parents that live all over Ventura County. And to get to the Camarillo Airport at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday night after you've worked all day so that you can be in a meeting, I, I know everybody's heart and they want to be there, but just practically they can't. This, this virtual meetings, I sign me up for it. Uh, it is going to, to, I think, resound across the parents' uh, organization, and we will have uh, very large numbers of, of parents who can participate, because now you're not really committing two hours, right? 30 minutes to get there, 30 minutes on the drive home, and then the hour meeting. You're committing yourself to an hour meeting and you can always mute the mic and block out the camera if you need to step away from a minute. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's awesome that um, the parent organization will be able to kind of capitalize on this as well. You know, our, our board meetings will be much of the same um, virtual environments un, until the world changes and, and we are able to be meeting safely for, for everybody, you know, that'll be one of the coolest meetings I think we'll ever have. So, um, you know, I, I'm glad that, that we share the same perspective with regards to the parent organization. Um, it could be stronger. I'm assuming it will be. I know that the parents that were there last year were doing so much because there was only a couple of them. Um, and so now maybe with a louder voice with, with more voices, right? We'll be able to get more done um, as they are a crucial element of our school every single year. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, definitely. Yeah. The, the, the parents that have participated in our parent organization since its, its founding have given so much to our school. Um, we owe it to them to, to increase the amount of voices in that room. Um, and, and I hope that by doing the meetings virtually, um, we'll be able to honor them as we're a school of choice. Parents choose to send their kids to our school. Um, they should have a say in the, in the direction and governance of our school. 
And, and that's what that parent organization offers our kids. They are, they're not just how we raise money for, for programs. They, the, the opinions and the thoughts that are shared in those meetings directly impact the school and the development of policy. It is, it is, I, 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 I just should stop on the parent organization. They're that important. Um, and, and I know that the parents know that. Um, yeah. Oh, so, you know, w one of the things that I, I was thinking about the other day when I had the opportunity to, to, to walk onto campus and I saw how, how nature has, has kept our, our little campus safe. There's, there's beautiful little yellow flowers uh, growing in the grass. The grass has never been greener. Um, the vegetable garden that was planted before COVID is thriving. There's huge squashes that need to be harvested. There's, there's rabbits running around. There's a couple of snakes as well. Um, terrible, so, terrible. So nature's keeping our, our, our home away from home safe. Um, but in closing, that's, that's just our campus. Learning won't stop. School won't stop. Experiences and experiments won't stop. Wonder is not going to stop. Hands-on learning won't stop. Creativity and collaboration won't stop. Critical thinking won't stop. Citizenships won't stop. Justice for all kids will never stop. Our community won't stop. Our campus is just resting until we're allowed to go back. School will be in session starting August 11th. ACE will continue to be the family that ACE is. ACE will continue to create hope. Yeah, well said, John. I mean, I, I, I feel like, you know, it, it'll allow ACE to be what we've always been to education here in, in this county, um, which is unique and innovative um, and all-encompassing. So uh, I look forward to meeting all the new ninth grade students um, as I'm sure we'll hold a bunch of fireside chats with them around a Zoom campfire. Um, we'll get to know them a little bit. We'll, we'll hear what everybody has going on and what they're, what they're looking forward to for this year. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for school to begin because I think we all need it. You know, we all needed a break for sure at the end of spring. Um, and because we really haven't turned it off since uh you know we've been planning we've been talking we've been reading we've been thinking we've been speaking on a regular basis all day almost every day since um with regards to what we've been talking about in this podcast and i definitely feel confident in the message that we're sending um resounds with um the utmost theme of safety in mind you know uh i definitely stand by it and feel good about it so that said, Mr. Middleton, this is always a pleasure um, to answer questions. I'm certain we'll have to do it again in the next week or so, just to keep everybody in tuned and, and updated with an ever-changing world daily. Uh, so <clears throat> if we can be of assistance, um, you know, we definitely can be reached via email, jclossy at acecharterhigh.org, john.middleton at acecharterhigh.org. Um, we will be back in the office. The girls will be in the office starting the beginning of August. 
Um, they will be available to answer questions. We will have our Chromebook, uh, Chromebook um, dissemination during that first week of August. We'll have our freshman orientation um, towards the end of that first week of August. Um, and I'm, I'm certain that if we can all work together with the families this year, we can make a real true, um, I guess, a, a, a similar, on the same level of integrity that, that we tried to keep in the yeah. spring of last year by keeping grades at the forefront. I think we can recreate that and surpass that completely with regards to the help that now we're all in it a little bit. And if, if, the, if we get some assistance with the families at home, working together with the school, I think we'll, we'll kind of just keep going, yeah. right? We'll, we'll be able to continue to innovate and, and we'll be able to continue to engage and inspire. Um, so when we do go back, it's even better. Um, th this is just all a part of it, right? This is all a part of our life. We're all learning how to be individual learners. So um, if we could be of assistance, please reach out. Uh, otherwise, I hope that we were able to answer some questions. Uh, and I hope you are all well. Yeah. Be well, everyone. Take care, you guys. Wear a mask. Definitely. <laughs> Maybe two. Maybe two. Yeah, face shield and a mask. All right, sure. you guys. Take care.